It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good afternoon and welcome. Welcome to game time here on a football Friday. We are at Waco ISD Stadium as the uh, Waco Lions will open up District 11 6A play, taking on the Mansfield Tigers. We'll have that one for you beginning tonight at 7 o'clock. Aaron Sexton is back in the uh, Alan Samuels Studios, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, the uh, sponsor of game time here on this Friday afternoon. And Ward White has the day off Aaron how are you you ready to go I am I'm I'm had a busy day so far and I'm ready for it to continue because it will till about midnight yeah, we, we've, we've got a lot of stuff going for you. On the program today, we're going we're gonna to continue previewing the Waco Lions. Uh, I beg your pardon, the Baylor Bears and the Kansas Jayhawks. Ricky Thompson will join us uh, at the bottom of the hour. Top of the hour, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest will be here to talk high school football with us. And, uh, you know, the first question, Aaron, for Greg Tepper is simple. This week... Our buddy, our friend, Craig Way, celebrated a birthday. Will he serenade Craig Way on the air tonight during the uh, the scoreboard show on uh, Valley Sports Southwest? That I mean, that's probably the single most important question that we got to get answered and and that thing resolved uh, on the on the program today at five o'clock with Greg Tepper. I absolutely think he should. No, there's no question. He if anybody should. deserves it, Craig Way does. You know, and he's in. This is going to be a. This is going to be Tepper's opportunity to to show his vocal skills on, on television and in 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 doing do a good deed for Craig Way in the meantime. So we'll we'll see if he does that uh, this this evening uh, on the program. And then around five thirty, Kyle Yeomans from the uh, Cowboy Network will join us, and uh, he'll preview the uh, Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers, if there's anybody left to get on the team plane and fly out with all the uh, the injuries and, and sicknesses and suspensions and all that stuff. I mean, I, w- how would you like putting that roster together this week and, and getting things set up and, and lined up where you can go on the road and actually compete against the Chargers on Sunday? Yeah, I would not want to do, have that job. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. I mean uh, – I don't know how they're going to get a pass rush, and they don't exactly have the best secondary in the league. So uh, it may be a long day. Yeah, I, 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 we're going to talk to Kyle about that coming up a little later on on the program. So we got a lot to do here uh, this afternoon as we get you ready for uh, for a football Friday. And, again, we're, we're here at Waco ISD Stadium where the Lions meet Mansfield. And, and I'm going to tell you there's some great games uh, all across Central Texas and there's some great games all across District 11 6A. Duncanville and DeSoto, man, just jumps off it at, off the plate at me. I mean, I think this is going to be a terrific football game. And you know, we've uh, we know that the La Vega Pirates are taking on Argyle. That's going to be a terrific game. So there's a lot of good stuff going on when it comes to high school football. Then we're going to talk uh, we're going to talk Big 12 football as well. And and again, it's interesting the way the things unfold. It's week three, and Baylor is opening conference play, as are the Kansas Jayhawks. Rest, most of the league opens in week four, and some, TCU, 
opens in week five because they've still got, I think they've got an open date this week, and then they still got a non-conference game with the uh, ponies of SMU. So as far as, you know, I, I don't know if you consider it a fair, unfair, you know, having to start early or, or you know, you know, maybe you want that that uh, that non-conference game later in the year. Maybe you want your your open date later in the year. I don't, I don't know, but it, it to me it's interesting that not that everybody's not starting on the same date, and and uh, you know, and some are starting two weeks after the fact. So I don't know, just just a thought. I'm not sure one way or the other how I how I'm how I'm feeling about this, Aaron. But you know, it, I, I will tell you this. From Kansas and Baylor's perspective, they probably both wish they had another non-conference game. Kansas with trying to put their offense and their defense in, and Baylor putting their offense in. I mean, you know, this is a brand-new offense that the Bears are operating. Uh, In Kansas, certainly everything about what the Jayhawks are doing is brand-new. So maybe one more non-conference game would have been uh, part of the equation if you you had your, your druthers. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think that's right. But I think I think Baylor, with this being Coach Aranda's second year, and you know they're putting in a new offense. But as you said, Kansas with a, a new coach putting in a new offense and defense, I think it's definitely an advantage for Baylor that it's happening this early. And we're going to find out. I mean, they're going to tee it up uh, tomorrow afternoon at two thirty. Coverage will begin at twelve thirty with the uh, the uh, tailgate show. So keep that in mind. All right, uh, let's see. What else? Uh, beautiful day on a uh, – and, and, and this is cool. I like being out, as you know, and, and being out at the stadium and, and getting ready for the broadcast uh, coming up tonight is cool. And I'm, I'm looking over to my right, and I'm watching guys uh, in a golf tournament over at Cottonwood Creek, others on the driving range. People in, are, are out and about and enjoying themselves as they uh, as they get ready for the weekend. So we got Waco High and Mansfield tonight. We have Baylor and KU tomorrow, and then on Sunday we'll have the uh, the Cowboys and the Chargers. So we got a full slate of football for you here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to step aside, and when we come back, we're going to dive into some uh, some football conversation. We're just going to bounce in our first segment. We're just going to kind of bounce around between some high school games, some college games. Uh, and, and, and we'll take a look a little bit at the NFL matchup between the Cowboys and the Chargers. I know you guys, I had the day off yesterday, and I know you guys talked about the uh, the Nebraska-Oklahoma game a little bit, but really and truly, just not a whole lot of conversation about that game, and I'm kind of curious why. Is it because Nebraska is being Nebraska again uh, under Scott Frost? Is it, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's just – I would have thought that this game would have garnered some of the same type of hype as the Arkansas-Texas game did a week ago. I mean, Arkansas-Texas was one of those great Southwest Conference rivalries. Make no mistake about it, Nebraska and Oklahoma was one of those great Big 8 rivalries. But it doesn't seem, Aaron, to be getting the same that Texas and Arkansas got a week ago. Yeah, and I think it's because I think it's because Nebraska is just not as nationally relevant as they were, say, a decade ago. I mean, God, ever since they joined the Big Ten, you know, they've been a mediocre to below mediocre program. It, it, I, and I couldn't agree with you more, and that is just unbelievably difficult to say. And, and, and you wonder, at least I wonder, where's Nebraska going now? I mean, are, are they on the right path with Scott Frost? Is is this is this a program that that – they're, they're kind of like they're stuck in neutral right now, it feels like to me. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure there are people wondering, well, how relevant are Texas and Arkansas? Well, that kind of shows you, A, how big Texas's brand is, and B, you know, how how uh, important the SEC is, unfortunately, uh, in a lot of ways, to college football. Uh, even though Arkansas hasn't been super successful, they're still nationally relevant just because they're in the SEC. It, it, but I'm going to tell you right now, that guy, uh, Coach Pittman, he's, he's got those hog fans turned on right he now. He does. Right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, they're as jazz as they've been in years about football in Fayetteville. I can tell you that right now. And you can, well, you can just watch. I mean, I mean, they're they're just absolutely back on board with. And I don't know that they ever got totally off, but I can tell you they had some lean years. There's no question about that. But they're jazzed right now for uh, for their football. So we'll get into some of that coming up in our next segment. It is 13 after 4, 4.13. We uh, welcome you into game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Our 4 o'clock hour is brought to you in part by Goodfeed in the Central Texas Marketplace. And uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Aaron Sexton back in the Alan Samuels studios. I'm Tom Barfield, and we are live from Waco ISD Stadium, and we're right back with more in just a moment. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Skies will remain clear as we head into the overnight with a low of 70 degrees. As we wake up tomorrow, expect another day filled with mostly sunny skies and a high of 94. I have a 20% chance of pop-up showers mainly east of I-35, but I think most of us will remain relatively dry. Sunday is looking to be more or less the same as Saturday with a high of 94. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30, 6, and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Let's welcome in from the Athletics, Sam Conn Jr. And I think that that is, to me, why I think the Big 12 has to buy a little long-term if they can pull together because if that plan sticks and you still are going with the sixth highest-ranked champion, then the Big 12 is going to have a spot, even in its reduced form. If they go out and expand, those guaranteed bids give your team and your league a spot in the party, and I think 12 teams is still viable. If they keep the proposal as it is, I think it still makes sense for the Big 12 to try to Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. 
in Commons Bank wishes all the area teams a successful 2021 football season. If you're in the market for a new home, let in Commons Bank help you finance your mortgage. Rates are low and houses are going fast. So stop by your local branch today and meet one of the friendly neighborhood bankers. With approvals in as little as 24 hours, in Commons will put you on the way to finding what you're looking for with terms you can afford. You can apply online at incommonsbank.com forward slash loans. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dustin Hopkins made a 43-yard field goal on an untimed down after a penalty negated his missed seconds earlier, and Washington beat New York 30-29 last night. College football tonight, UCF at Louisville at 6.30, and Maryland at Illinois at 8. High school football on our airwaves tonight, Tom Barfield has the Waco Lions and the Mansfield Tigers. Pre-game starts at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. And Waco University and Joshua tonight on Star 104.9. Baylor gets into conference play tomorrow at Kansas. Our coverage starts at 12.30 on ESPN Central Texas, and UMHB hits the road for the first time and faces Southwestern. Pre-game at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Allen Samuel Studios. And you're back with us as we continue here on a Friday afternoon. It is a football Friday. We uh, welcome you back into the program. Aaron, I was just uh, just kind of glancing through some of the uh, area high school football games that we're going to be uh, uh, keeping an eye on for the uh, high school football scoreboard show presented by Scott and White in uh, Southwest Sports Medicine, rather. And that will be coming up uh, tonight uh, at 1030. And, and, you know, there are some great games, and, there's a couple of key games in 11-6A, and, and you say, well, hey, here, here in the greater Waco area, and, you, and, and look, you've got, if you're going to fight for a playoff spot in this league, you've got to win some of these games in the, uh, that, that you have an opportunity to win. And, and I don't think there's any question tonight that, you know, Midway and, and Waco High both have opportunities tonight. Midway, uh, by the way, is hosting the uh, Indians of Waxahachie, who's coming off uh, – a tough loss to Ennis last week. And, and oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw a note from Chad Conine in the Waco Tribune-Herald that uh, there's going to be a um, a Midway ISD Athletics Hall of Fame ceremony tonight. Carolyn, uh, Caroline Wolf is being inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame, as is Ty Harrington. Our good friend Ty Harrington is being inducted tonight. So Ty will be in town for that. And, you know, we just had Ty on our uh, – on our uh, our football pregame show uh, down in uh, San Marcos a couple of weeks ago, and Ty's doing well, and, and, and what a terrific guy uh, Ty Harrington is, and a terrific baseball man. Uh, spent all those years coaching at uh, at uh, Texas State, and previously before that, Southwest Texas State, you know, before the name change and all that stuff. But uh, he, uh, he he'll be in town to be inducted, and rightfully so. Terrific high school football player, terrific baseball player. Went on and played at Texas, uh, and you know just. Just a great guy, and he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, as is Caroline Wolf. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. But that's a, that's a key matchup, Aaron. I mean, Waxahachie and Midway, uh, if Shane Anderson, their club, like like Waco, is at 0-3. But, you know, you wipe the slate clean and you start district play tonight, and, and you're at home. That's one that I think you got. You feel like you got to go get. Yeah, uh, Waxahachie played 
played Ennis very well. I mean, they lost a, I, as big as the rivalry is. I, I, I feel safe calling it a heartbreaker. They lost to Ennis 22-21. to 21. Ennis just seems like they never have a down season. So, Waxahachie obviously has a pretty good squad. Uh, but you're right, that's, that's one that Midway needs uh, if, if they want to make the playoffs. Same thing for Waco. I, I don't think there's any doubt that tonight is what you're at home, uh, and if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna get this thing going in the right direction, I think it needs to start tonight against Mansfield. Yeah, it's a, kind of the same applies. It's a, it's a good Mansfield team. You don't know if they're as good as they have been, maybe the last few years. And uh, if you if you can somehow find a way to beat them and get off to a good start, then uh, you know you may have an outside chance to make the playoffs, even in this. Uh, killer district with three top 10 teams in it yeah the the other matchup is cedar hill and lake ridge and, and by the way waco will be at cedar hill next week and then it's duncanville and desoto and that that may be the game of the week in the entire state in 6a football anyway uh duncanville and desoto that's one that we're going to get greg tepper to go really in depth in and break down for us so That'll be a fun one to kind of keep an eye on Duncanville and DeSoto that's coming up. Now, don't forget Argyle and La Vega. I, I know La Vega went on the road and, and got beat last week, but uh, and this is always one where it seems like these two teams play twice a year. They got a non-district matchup, and then they find their way back through the playoffs to play each other again. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that happens again this season. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> it does seem like they play each other every year in the playoffs, and. Uh... Uh, whoever whoever wins that game usually ends up in the state championship game. Yeah, we're, we're also going to keep an eye on West and Rogers. I think that uh, Charlie Roten's team at Rogers really, really talented group. I think that'll be a lot of fun to see uh, Rogers and West and and uh, what the uh, Trojans are doing now. Trojans have moved into the top ten in Class 3A, so uh, just a terrific matchup there. And, and, and write this one down. I, I really believe that this has a chance to be a fun football game. And that's the Crawford Pirates on the road. They're going to take on Brad Talbert's Holland Hornets down in Holland. Holland got thumped pretty good on, on opening day, but has since then have won a couple of ball games against a good Bosqueville team. And then they beat uh, Riker last week. So uh, watch Crawford and Holland from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, and last year, that was a doozy of a football game. I think it was 13-8 to eight, uh, Crawford beat Holland a year ago. And Brad Talbert makes no bones about it. I talked to him this week. He loves playing teams like Bosqueville and in and, and, and Riker and, and Crawford. He feels like it helps them get ready for their run in district play, you know, when they're playing the likes of Thorndale and those guys. So it gets them ready to play, and it tells them where they're at at this point in the season. Uh, he, he knows that, that Crawford will – well, if, if you let them, they're going to expose all your weaknesses. So he likes playing that game, and I think it's I think it's a good matchup for both Coach Jacobs and and for Coach Talbert's teams. Yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be a test for him. Uh, Crawford has rolled through their first three games of the season, ranked number four in the state, and uh, so if 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 you can beat them or make it close, that's that that makes a big statement about their team. So that's some of the stuff, some of the stuff, some of the games that we're keeping an eye on for you. And we'll talk to Greg Tepper about some of those games as well coming up in our 5 o'clock hour. Uh, also, uh, NFL news and notes. And, look, I don't know where the Cowboys go. I, you, you, first of all, you're not replacing Demarcus Lawrence. Let, let's just cut to the chase right there. You're going to plug somebody in, but you're not going to replace him. And, and uh, Mike McCarthy, you know, was, was kind of talking about where the Cowboys are without demarcus lawrence obviously 
you know, losing DeMarcus, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a primetime player for us. You know, I thought he had a nice start in, in Tampa. And, you know, you hate to see these injuries to, to any of your guys, but, you know, what it does is it just gives, you know, opportunities to the other players. So, you know, how we, we spread that out, that'll, you know, that'll be done through game plan. And uh, we'll work on that today, tomorrow, and Saturday. So, and, you know, specifically, you know, we'll get into that once we play the game. They're going to spread that out, Aaron. I mean, it gives players opportunities. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does give people opportunities. But, again, there's no replacing to Marcus Lawrence. I mean, you're, you're not doing that. No, and, and to be without the only two people on the roster who have shown they can consistently rush the passer is uh, is it's not good. Uh, San, I keep wanting to call them San Diego. The Chargers – uh, faced, if you want to call them San Diego, you can. I don't care. Right. Well, the Chargers, they, you know, they played Southern the Wa- California Chargers. They played Washington last week, who has one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in the NFL. They spent their last four first round picks on those defensive linemen, and uh, they know how to get to the passer. They had the fourth lowest uh, uh, pass rush rate in the league against the Chargers' offensive line. They barely touched him the whole game. They got two sacks, but I believe they blitzed both times that they got to him. They they had trouble even with their really, really, really good defensive line getting pressure on him with just four men. So I, I just don't want to think about how difficult it's going to be for Dallas. Dak Prescott addressed the media, talked about not having DeMarcus Lawrence on the other side of the ball. I mean, obviously it's tough. Uh, tough losing a player like that. I'm um, knowing DeMarcus is going to – do everything that he can, um, and the doctors say that he can get back and be a part of the team whenever that is. Um, yeah, that, that sucks. Obviously, we know what he means to this team and to this defense, um, but at the end of the day, yeah, we're not going to sit here and think about last year and try to compare the two or worry about going down that slope. Uh, that was then, and this is now. We know we've got to get better with what we have. It's an opportunity for guys to step up, and um, we're going to need We're going to need that. We're going to need the young guys to step up and get the experience and Get ready to play to help us later later in the year, even when DeMarcus is back, to, to be able to um, have waves of guys with um, experience. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. Because it happened midweek, there's just not a lot that they could do now. The, the what, three guys or so that they have available, they're going to go play with those guys. But since this is a long-term injury, what, six to eight weeks maybe, uh, do, 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 they, do they shop around to see if there's a – a, a more veteran-type player that's out there and available? I think so. I think you look at, you know, some people that are maybe still sitting at home that have a history of being able to get to the passer, and I think you explore trades. I mean, I don't know that anyone's going to trade anyone this early in the season, but you never know. Yeah, and Randy Gregory's not going to be available. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it's going to take. Yeah, I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, I know <laughs> Jerry Jerry Jones's quote on that, but basically he said no. <laughs> no, so yeah, and that's basically what he said. Uh, but so you, you're going to be without your top two pass rushers, but you'll get Gregory back, hopefully next week for the, and you'll get an extra day because it is the Monday night game. It's Philadelphia next Monday night, so you'll you'll get him back, but. Uh, still, man, from the other side, unless one of these two or three guys that you're going to rotate, probably that's what it's going to be, a rotation, unless one of them just emerges big time, you at least are going to go looking. 
Now, whether you find anything, and, and we'll never know, especially if they're talking trade with somebody, we may not ever hear that conversation. But at least I think they got to go explore some opportunities. And I know, and then, you know, when when DeMarcus is back, then you've built yourself some, some depth at that position. Quality depth at that position, I guess, is probably a better way to put it. But I, I don't know. I mean, can they win? Without that, without a significant pass rush against that young quarterback, I don't think so. No, he's really good, and uh, with what I got, with what I saw of that game, which I saw probably about half that game, he had time to pass, and he just picked Washington apart. They didn't score a ton of points. Washington did a good job of kind of shutting them down once they got inside the twenty, but he threw for over three hundred yards, and uh, he made some great, great throws into coverage. Speaking of Washington, how about that win last night, huh? <laughs> Just glad the, the, Well, and let's blame Jason Garrett for that one, too, shall we? Uh, there are people doing it. Uh, I know. I don't get it. Just, <laughs> look, I'm, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think you and I are about the same level of Jason Garrett fan, and we both, even even we think that's unfair. No, I mean, that's totally. I mean, they win the football game if you don't have – an encroachment penalty. If you if you're not offside, they win the football game. That's the end of the conversation. Now you could talk about all the other stuff that went on prior to that point, but at that point, stay on side. The guy misses the field goal. You go celebrate a win, and you're one and one. It's somehow, some way, you found a way to blame Jason Garrett and the offense for that. I don't get it. Yeah, no, you don't need, get it at all. You need to be blaming. The player and the special teams coach. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> again, I'm just I'm perplexed on how you get Jason Garrett. You <laughs> know, last week you said, okay, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, because everybody's an offensive coordinator, right? I mean, we all are, um, and that's fine. But and that's that's the nature of the beast. But to 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 blame Garrett for that one, <laughs> I, I'm I'm just. I'm dumbfounded how how that can how that can be the case. Where was the offense when the final two snaps took place? They were on They're the bench. On the bench. Yeah. Well, I, I've had the same conversation with people uh, about Dak last week. You know, I mean, he let, let him down the field to a field goal. He was on the bench when Tom Brady led him to the game-winning field goal. You know, it's no. I don't blame. Yeah, how do you? You don't blame Dak for that. Uh, You'd be amazed. You tip your hat to, to Tom Brady, and the only thing you do, and I talked about it before, and I don't want to rehash it, that if you could find a way to control the clock a little better, and the only way to do that is to run the football. Uh, that's the only chance you had because if you left him a minute, you were going to lose. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, that's what he does. I mean, that's what he's always done. Speaking of which, and I'm going to ask the question, then we got to get to the break because we're late. Not Willie. But can he play till he's fifty years old? He says yes. No, I, I, see, no I'm he can. Of course not. No, I mean you he, don't. You I don't think, think he's, he's physic. He would be physically able to play at the no, age of fifty. No. How old is he right now? He's forty-five, forty-four, forty-four, I believe. Yeah. No. I. I, th- I mean, he's already played longer than most people ever expected, I'm including me. But I, I don't I'm think he makes thinking, fifty. I don't know if you remember the the quarterback slash kicker from the Raiders, George Blanda, well into his 40s. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, 
that's a fun one uh, to think about. I'm not asking Willie because I don't think he will. I, I think at some point he wants to go right off into the sunset and enjoy his family and, and you know, count his money or whatever the heck, you, you know, you do. But Kenny, I mean, do you think he would – because he is a freak of nature. I mean, he's in his mid-40s playing at, at a high level, higher than most anybody in, in the league, if not the highest level of anybody in the league. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's crazy what he can do. CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. Not Willie, but Kenny play to his eight, the age of 50. Let us know what you think on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football lives here. And the Bears open Big 12 play this Saturday in Lawrence against the Kansas Jayhawks. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday with John, J.J., and Ricky. The Bears and the Jayhawks open conference play against each other this Saturday. And you've got the best seat in the house for all the action right here on ESPN Central Texas. The 2021 Ram brand just received first place in the prestigious J.D. Power's initial quality study. The Dodge brand finished second to Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator is first among all midsize trucks. Quality and Ram Power Days, only at Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340. Come by, let's be friends. Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dustin Hopkins made a 43-yard field goal on an untimed down after a penalty negated his missed seconds earlier, and Washington beat New York 30-29 last night. College football tonight, UCF at Louisville at 6.30, and Maryland at Illinois at 8. High school football on our airwaves tonight. Tom Barfield has the Waco Lions and the Mansfield Tigers. Pre-game starts at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. And Waco University and Joshua tonight.
tonight on Star 104.9. Baylor gets into conference play tomorrow at Kansas. Our coverage starts at 1230 on ESPN Central Texas, and UMHB hits the road for the first time and faces Southwestern. Pre-game at 630 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield and Aaron Sexton. We're going to be joined in just a moment by Ricky Thompson, who uh, does the uh, who works the sidelines for the uh, Baylor Radio Network and the, uh, the Bears and the Kansas Jayhawks coming up tomorrow afternoon. It is a two thirty kick uh, from Lawrence, and our broadcast will begin at twelve thirty here on ESPN Central Texas. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to Ricky in just a moment and get his thoughts on on the uh, the Bears in Kansas and, and the other games that are going on in the Big Twelve as well. So uh, we'll uh, we'll do that. Uh, Aaron, just a little little housekeeping. He is uh, he's ready for us now. So uh, we'll uh, we'll visit with Ricky here in in just a moment. Uh, elsewhere, by the way, in the Big Twelve, it is uh, Nebraska and Oklahoma, uh, Virginia Tech at West Virginia, Nevada is at Kansas State. Uh, Florida International is in Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Rice is in Austin to take on Texas. The Cowboys will be on the road. They're going to be on the blue field taking on Boise State. And uh, Iowa State is at UNLV. And as we mentioned, TCU with the open date. So that is what is going on as far as what is happening uh, in the uh, in the Big 12. And, again, uh, the, the series between Oklahoma, I was just looking at this uh, earlier this week, the series between OU and Nebraska, OU leads the series 45-38-3. and 45 wins, 38 losses, and uh, three ties in that series between Nebraska and Oklahoma. And that game, that game will be on Fox, and it is an 11 a.m. kick. All right, joined now by uh, Ricky Thompson. Ricky, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Doing good, guys. It is. It's a, it, doing great. It's a football Friday, and I know you're geared up for, for tomorrow. Uh, Ricky, let's talk about the Baylor Kansas Kansas matchup. It, it, in your prep, what is the key matchup for for the Bears and the Jayhawks? Well, you know what I think. I'm really looking at the defensive side of the ball for the Bears. I think this quarterback for Kansas, Jason Bean, uh, lanky kid. Six three or four, about 190 pounds. I thought he made a couple of really good runs against Coastal Carolina. And to me, the scary thing about a football team is when they have a quarterback that can run. I know Gary Bohannon for the Bears can run. We haven't used him much, haven't had to. But when you have a quarterback that adds that dynamic on top of throwing the football with a running back back there as well that can run, that's scary. So. I'm looking for that defensive front to control being, make him throw the football, beat us throwing it, not running. And I'm anxious to see how Apu does back in there this week. I know he's supposed to be back, and I, I really want to see him play, see what he's like back in the game. You mentioned Jason being the transfer from North Texas. Uh, he, he's really playing well. I mean, this is a Kansas team that just doesn't turn the ball over. He's completing 58% of his passes. He's rushed for 154 yards. 
does it kind of what's it say about an offense, Ricky, that that has their quarterback as the leading rusher? And I, it's not even close. He is clearly through the first two games the guy that has taken the the, the load in in both the passing and the running. Well, I think number one, it means they have confidence in him. If they're going to let him run the ball like that, I mean, we know from the past, uh, watching Charlie Brewer, that a quarterback that can take some shots, uh, sometimes they get hurt. Sometimes the other thing that that does is, I don't know what it is, but I know you guys have seen it. When a quarterback makes a run like that or when a quarterback makes a move on somebody downfield or in the case of a guy like Bohannon just lowers his shoulder and runs over a cornerback, it fires up the whole football team. And I don't know particularly why that is, but I just the dynamic of having a quarterback that can run is really tough defensively, and it's such a motivator for an offense. So I think this Kansas team really is just searching for whoever can do it, and I don't think they care if it's a quarterback or a running back at this point. They just want somebody that can move the football, and and right now it's Jason Bean, and and he's a, he's a little scary. Are you starting to see this Kansas team? And I know they got the you know uh, the coach and the staff got got a late start, and you know with it, it, we we know we know the story, but are they starting to kind of have that that same look that that Buffalo had when when he was there? I think so. I, I think it will take a little bit of time, just like Iran did, really having a focus or a, an apparent football team he wanted to be. But I, I think that's exactly where they're headed. And anything that they can do is probably going to beat what they've been the last several years. But I think maybe this time they went out and got a football coach it's hungry versus maybe a name. I'm not saying Charlie Weiss was a football coach, but kind of on the back end of his career. And I think with what they have now, they have a staff that would probably be willing to be there for a period of time that's a proven winner. All the way back to Wisconsin-Whitewater. I don't know how much you guys have kept up with Division Three. I have some because of Mary Harden-Baylor was on the board over there. Uh, Pete Fredenberg, the national championships. Whitewater won several. And he was a player there, a coach there, won him as a coach. And I don't care what level it is, if you win national championships, you're a pretty good football coach. So I think this guy's going to get Kansas back to a competitive football team. I don't know when that is, but I sure think he'll get them there. You know, talking this week, and I'm glad you mentioned that, talking this week with some of the people in Kansas, and they all say the same thing, that these players have bought into what uh, what this – coach and what this coaching staff is trying to get done and that's to me is is at least half the battle well it is look at Baylor this year I think they finally kind of grouped and bought into what they are defensively and even with just two games I think you can see that these guys are getting comfortable with the wide zone I know it's only two games and not great football teams that we've played, but they were still football teams. They still had 11 guys out there, and you still had to perform. And I thought the, the Bears did exactly what they needed to do last week, and there's a true identity. And I, I think, too, that there's still a lot on the table offensively. We've been very, very vanilla on offense, very effective, but also very vanilla. So I think there's a lot there that we've not seen at this point. Does that change this week it, now that you're open, you're opening up conference play? 
I think it does if you need it. I sure do. I think that you possibly see Gary Bohannon run the ball a little bit more. I think you'll see maybe a little more play action down the field, crossing routes, uh, probably throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, but uh, this team, I think they've made it very clear that the first thing they're going to do is run the football. Uh, hopefully Squirrel's back out there this week. We'll see a little bit of him in the backfield maybe. Uh, that adds another dimension to this. But, yeah, I think I think this week you'll gradually start to see that offense open up a little bit. Ricky, I, I know that it's all predicated on down and distance and, and what looks you're getting from the defense. But is this, is this 60-40, 70-30 in this wide zone offense that they're installing? What is the, the magic number run to pass? I don't know if there's a magic number. I think probably they would prefer to run at 60 uh, versus pass at 60. But I think, too, that to a certain extent will be dictated to what uh, the defensive team does, how many guys they throw up there in that box. The one thing about this wide zone, though, guys, if you notice, I don't know that guys in the box make a lot of difference. When you run this wide zone, you're you're taking the, the running back out the the linemen are pushing to the outside. They don't have to get downfield blocks, blowing people off the ball. The running back cuts back. He's cutting back into lanes. So I'm not sure even if there's seven guys, eight guys up there, that they're still going to try to run it, uh, overthrowing it to set up the pass. So this is a run-based offense, and I think that's what they'll try to do against everybody. A TCU with the day off, everybody else in non-conference play. Is there a game you're going to keep an eye on that uh, obviously the, <laughs> you're working the Baylor game, but is there another game that you might uh, might want to keep an eye on? I, you know what, just curiosity. Uh, I like Oklahoma-Nebraska. Uh, it was a rivalry. Uh, Nebraska has not played that well, but I just I think that's a game that most people are glad to see back on a schedule, uh, whatever it may be. But uh, it's in Norman. It shouldn't be that close, but those type games, you never know. Uh, just I think just because of those two names, uh, I'm a little anxious to see that one. Uh, let's see how Texas bounces back against Rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice played Arkansas pretty tough. Remember in Arkansas, they had them on the ropes late. And then the next week, Arkansas turns around and dominates Texas. So I don't think Texas can go to sleep on anybody. So let's see how that one works out, too. You know, we were talking about it earlier. There was there was so much buzz. I mean, across I'm going to say the Southwest, but maybe the nation. I don't know on that Texas Arkansas game. It just doesn't feel. You just don't get that same feel for the Nebraska Oklahoma game, and I'm not real clear why. Because as big as a rivalry as Texas Arkansas was in the SWC. I think that Nebraska-Oklahoma game, you know, if you remember, that game was played on the Friday after Thanksgiving a ton. You know, that was always so much fun to watch that game on Friday after Thanksgiving, Nebraska-Oklahoma game. Well, it was. And and I think maybe the difference in that, particularly in Texas, I think probably goes back all the way to 1969. I mean, we all remember that game, whether you're a Texas fan, Arkansas fan, Baylor fan, whatever. Uh, the national championship game, 15 to 14, uh, cold day, Arkansas up 14 to nothing late. Texas comes back and wins. And I think ever since that game and the feeling those two schools have had against each other, I just think that 
that game carries a lot of weight. And I think everybody was anxious to see it. And I know particularly here in Nebraska, Oklahoma was one that we watched, but really didn't have much blood in that game. But the other two, we played them every year. And I think there was more of a, a tie to that game. And it was, it was good to see that game come back. And uh, probably a lot of folks in Austin that <laughs> would like to play that one again. All right, Rick, man, we appreciate it. Safe travels. And, of course, Ricky Thompson every week is brought to you by Alliance Bank Central Texas. What do you guys got going on? Any any great deals going on at Alliance Bank right now? And we've always got something. Just just come by, and if, if we don't that day, we'll think of it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, come, up with, we'll come up with something. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. It's, it's, uh, we, we, just, we have a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to – bank these people in central texas it's just a really we've got a great community guys and it's it's fun to just be a part of it hey we appreciate it rick thanks so much that's uh, ricky thompson who will be on the sideline tomorrow in lawrence kansas for the bears and ku and ricky thompson brought to you by alliance bank central texas we step aside and we come right back with more of the program in just a moment <laughs> The China Spring Coaches Show with Brian Bell. Brought to you by Kristen Clements, Camille Johnson Realtors, China Spring Country Store, Triple S Sports, Benchmark Mortgage, and First National Bank of Central Texas. China Spring Cougars now 3-0 and on the year after beating Brownwood 57-21. Brian, sounds like your offense was hitting on all cylinders in that game. Our offensive line had a great week of preparation last week, and they were really intentional and, and came out and played really nasty and did a really good job. And so I was really proud of that uh, that aspect of the game for our offense. Your defense held the Lions to three touchdowns. Is that pretty much what you would expect against an opponent like Brownwood? No, uh, no. Brownwood's a tough opponent, and our de- I thought our defense came out and played really well on um, all four quarters. You know, we gave up a couple uh, touchdowns late, um, which it is what it is, and uh, and, and I wish we could stay focused and kind of keep doing things for all four quarters, but uh, really extremely proud for uh, kind of the, the output our defense has been producing um, game in and game out. Uh, I, I think I don't know if we've given up a first-half touchdown yet so this season, so I think uh, I think we maybe have, gave up one against Brownwood, but other than that, um, I think uh, they're doing a really, really good job, and our defense is really fun to watch how, how fast they play and how well they tackle. Uh, it's been a lot of fun watching them play so far. You are on the road this week at Lamb Passes. They are one and two after a 45-21 loss to a pretty good team in Wimberley. And, you know, they may be without their quarterback, Ace Whitehead, who's now pitching for Texas, but they still like to put a lot of points on the board. So this should be a challenge for your defense. Oh, without question. You know, Coach Rogers, is a, he's an offensive guy. He does a really good job uh, uh, exploiting defenses. And so um, this, they're going into this week, we better make sure we're, we're well-versed in the run and the pass. Uh, because he's going to find a way to, to, to manipulate us a little bit, whether that be formationally, whether that be with scheme. Uh, he's, he does a phenomenal job with the offense, and uh, this is going to be a good matchup for our defense. ESPN Central Texas. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. 
They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest supplemented apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. You're out! When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you'll know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning no matter the game. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right, so let's talk Texas Rangers baseball here on this uh, Friday afternoon. And not a pretty sight last night, Aaron. The uh, Rangers get thumped 12-1. to 1. They give up seven, count them, seven in the fourth, uh, three more the eighth. They get out hit 15-6 to six and just... Uh, I mean, all of these games in this series this year, uh, th- uh, this uh, this series with the Astros, have been lopsided. I mean, you, you had a 15 to one, you had a 12 to one. The Rangers have an eight one victory. It's been crazy, just how bizarre and how lopsided the games have been in this series. Well, and you know, we keep Ward keeps saying that they may not lose another, and we keep telling that's him over Ward, and I, over that's it. that they're not very good. It's a rebuilding year, but you just can't convince him, you know? No, I mean, and, that, and that's Ward. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he is such a homer when it comes to those Rangers. All right, uh, here's our stat of the day brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management. DJ Peters, his double in the sixth inning, was the Rangers' only extra base hit in the ballgame last night. Since the Rangers picked D.J. Peters up off of waivers from the Los Angeles Dodgers, 16 of his 31 total hits, half, uh, have been for extra bases. He's got five doubles and 11 home runs. That's uh, that's pretty productive. So 16 of your 31 total base knocks have been extra base variety, five doubles and 11 home runs. So uh, when you start looking for positives, there's a positive. There's And he's another guy. That I think you know what you say you know what he's not the the piece you build around, but he's certainly one of the pieces that I think you can use in building your your program. Adolis Garcia, uh, Connor Falefa, and DJ Peters. I, I think you know there's three names right there, Aaron. That uh, that kind of just jump off the page at you as, as players that you like and, and can be part of the the process. 
Yeah, and I think early in the season that list was one, kind yeah. of kind of for Leffa. I mean, and yeah. now at least there's you know a glimmer of hope. You're seeing some other uh, some other players step up and look like they may be part of the future of the Rangers. All right, so uh, and that is, by the way, our Ranger Roundup. Ranger Roundup brought to you by Joe Kaleo and Kaleo Wealth Management. Uh, we asked the question earlier today, and we'll ask it again. Not do you believe he will, but do you believe he is capable? Is Tom Brady capable of playing in the NFL at the age of 50? Is he capable? Is he physically and mentally capable of playing at the age of 50? Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. And Joel from Chilton says, barring major injury, Tom Brady can play until his 50s, which he I don't think he's ever had a major injury, has he? Or- I don't think so. And, and look how he plays the game now. Uh, it, it's you know look look how fast he gets the ball out of his hands, and, and, and he, he does the things to keep himself out of harm's way as well. Yeah, he and he has an amazing ability to not get hit as much as other quarterbacks. It seems I'm not, like I'm not sure they have to wash his jersey uh, <laughs> after a game. I mean, they didn't have to wash mine for another reason, but they didn't have to wash his because he doesn't get on the ground. Uh, you know, so it's. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it seems kind of far-fetched to think that at 50 he's playing in the NFL. Why would he want to other than the competitive juices are still flowing? But right now, I mean, look, <laughs> who's the one guy that you fear? I mean, I know there's several others, but, I mean, who is – when the game is on the line, who do you fear? Tom Brady. Absolutely, at 44. So can he do it at 47, 48? I, I'm – Who's to say he can't? That's kind of where I'm at. I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying he can. But, man, I'm not going to be the dude that tells him he can't because I I don't think you want to extend that challenge to him or or dead gum he might. Uh, And just, you know, I'd be glad when he retires and goes on down the road. But anyway, uh, it's an interesting question and, and just something to ponder and you can jump in on our cnc collision center text line at 254-662-1660 hey let's take a second here and talk about our friends over at uh over at uh, morrison's gifts they are truly waco's gift store for every occasion and we're talking about great gift ideas from john hart leather goods uh consuela they consuela have some beautiful gifts uh, gift ideas from Consuela. Big old key rings and keychains and candles and jewelry. And, and man, I, I, when you walk in, just the smell. They got those candles. I mean, it's it's just it's really a cool place. And so if you're looking for that gift, that in, in that unique, different, you know, I mean, anybody can go to the store and buy a gift certificate. Anybody can go buy, you know, a piece of jewelry. Look, they have all kinds of unique and, and fun gift ideas at Morrison's Gifts. Check them out today. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli, and they're in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Check them out and tell them that uh, we sent you by, would you? Waco High Football on ESPN Central Texas. This Friday night, the Waco Lions open up district play as they host Mansfield at Waco ISD Stadium. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me for all the exciting play-by-play action. Our coverage of Waco High Football begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the play-by-play action at 7.30. It's Waco High in Mansfield, and it's Friday night at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
How many trucks are running around Central Texas without any masculinity? Just look at the road and you'll see. With many, there's nothing there. Not one accessory. And that's what's really toxic. Sadly, truck nudity affects thousands of Central Texas trucks. But it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition. At Pickup Outfitter Labs, our R&D department has been working hard on this problem. And I'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough. It's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get P.O.'d. Need a bed cover? Get P.O.'d. Need a hitch? Get P.O.'d. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it, get P.O.'d. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get P.O.'d? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com i'm amy hunter president of jeff hunter toyota with our state-of-the-art service and body shop there's no need to go anywhere else our factory trained technicians will take great care of you i guarantee it jeff hunter toyota toyota quality waco values you wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton's in our Alan Samuels Studios, and we are at uh, Waco ISD Stadium where the Lions get ready to take on Mansfield tonight. It's a 7 o'clock broadcast and a 7.30 kickoff. And we welcome into the program now from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and from Valley Sports Southwest, Greg Tepper. Greg, the first question, before we talk any X's and O's, here's the most important question of the day. Will you sing happy birthday to Craig Way on the program tonight? I mean, it really depends on how the show's going. I feel like if the show's going too well, we really need to knock it down a peg. Then, yeah, I'll, I'll dust off the pipe and see what we can do. But, uh, you know, for now, for now, I'm, uh, he's going to get a stay of execution from that. But, I mean, if we, if, I mean, let's put it this way. If it feels like we're heading towards an Emmy Award-winning broadcast, I will absolutely cut the legs out from underneath it and sing happy birthday. To 
<laughs> well, that, that's worth tuning in just to see, is it a yay or is it a nay? So we'll see. Hey, uh, let's. Uh, this is an interesting week with some districts starting district play, others continuing non-district play. I'm going to begin in my district, District 11. I say it's mine. I mean, I don't own it, but 11-6A, this is, this is a, you know, a great district, as we all know. Let's begin with Duncanville and DeSoto. What a terrific football game tonight. Yeah, and, and a lot on the line in this one. I mean, first of all, let's talk about the history that could be made tonight. Uh, Reginald Samples, the head coach at Duncanville, sitting on 299 wins. Uh, it, one more win tonight would make him the 13th coach in UIL, Texas high school football history, to win 300 games. And it would make him the first black coach to reach that milestone, uh, which would certainly resonate in this state. You know, furthermore, uh, this is a game between two teams that I think are still trying to figure it out. Duncanville, you know, after that kind of first week shellacking at the hands of uh, modern day out of California, uh, got, got a little right against South Oak Cliff, but at the same time, it hasn't necessarily been all sunshine and daffodils for the Panthers. They've got a great defense, but the, they've got to figure things out offensively. Going up against a big-time rival in DeSoto, who also has been a little bit up and down. You know, uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is that their week one loss to Converse Judson has suddenly aged like milk. It has been very, very poor. Converse Judson now sitting at 1-3 and three on the year. Their lone win of the year is against DeSoto. So suddenly we have... Big questions about the Eagles, especially offensively. This should be a really fun game and a feisty one, too. These are two teams that don't like each other. Uh, they're going to get after it. And, and by the way, these are two teams that right now I think it's fair to say are, are at least favored to make it into the playoffs. They would both go to the Division One bracket. So you're talking about a legit playoff implication here that the winner of this game is going to be in the catbird seat to have that number one seed in the in Division One, as opposed to Division Two, where you're playing potentially district champion in week one. So around one rather. So a lot on the line in this one at Eagle stadium in DeSoto uh, and, and the, the top of district 11, six, eight is going to get a shakeup. Is it fair to say in your opinion that the midways, the, the Wacos, the walks ahead, everybody else is in kind of a, a, a tournament of their own for that fourth spot. I mean, are we going to go ahead and concede that third playoff spot to the Longhorns of Cedar Hill? And then everybody else is playing for that fourth spot. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, honestly. Uh, I think that Cedar Hill is not the team that they were last year, and I think that that's been evidenced in their most recent games. You know, admittedly, when they played Allen, Allen's a really good team, but at the same time, you know, that, that offense has looked relatively pedestrian so far, and, and that's a concern that I have. I would actually lump them into that big middle and say that the top two spots, DeSoto and Duncanville, feel like they should be penciled in. But at the same time, I also think that the bottom of this district has kind of risen up, and I also think the top has kind of fallen down a little bit. You know, look, I think that you're going to see a team this, uh, uh, tonight that, that I think is, is suddenly back in that mix in Mansfield, who's off to a really good start after a couple of rough years. Uh, this is a, a Tigers team that I think is very dangerous. And you mentioned uh, Midway and, and Waxahachie. Uh, let's talk a minute about the Midway Panthers, okay? Um, I, I'm, I'm concerned, okay? They're 0-3 this year, a tough non-district. I get it. It's a tough non-district. But here they are right now facing what really may be a must-win game in week four. When they're playing Waxahachie, a team that they're battling for, those playoff spots, right? Uh, and, and if they don't get right this week, then suddenly they still have Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, 
all ahead of them, not to mention the aforementioned Mansfield, not to mention maybe a, a Waco team that's looking to play spoiler. I mean, for Midway, tonight's a huge night. And I don't want to start saying that the season is on the line tonight, but at the same time, if they don't come away with a win against a team like Waxahachie that I think they're battling for those playoff spots for, uh, there's big trouble in Hewitt then because then they're going to be 0-4 and they're going to be looking around asking, what do we have to do to get in this win column? You mentioned Waxahachie. They're coming off a gut-wrenching loss to their their big rival in Ennis. Tell us about Waxahachie and what you see in that football team. Yeah, this is an interesting team, and I think a team that if, if you haven't paid a ton of attention to, to the last couple of years, uh, I think you're, you're in for a, a little bit of a surprise. You know, this is a squad that I think has played pretty darn good defense this year, which is not something we've said all the time uh, about them. But the defense has been very solid. They've got, a, uh, they've got I think, a, a, a guy in, in their junior quarterback, Roderick Hartsfield, who is kind of growing into the role. But this is a team that wants to run the ball, right? They've got a pair of junior running backs in Jaden Beck and Iverson Young that they want to just they want to tote the mail. They want to run the ball and play sound defense. And so this is a team that I think is, is, is ready for prime time, a, a team that I think is, has been on the rise uh, for a little bit, uh, you know, and, and last week you mentioned uh, they took a, they took one on the chin in overtime to their, you know, to their bitter rival in, uh, in, in Ennis and make no mistake. That stings. That's something that's, that's stuck in their craw. And you wonder if they're going to come out with a little bit of fire tonight, simply because look, the, the last time they were on the field, it didn't go well. Shane Tolleson in his first year there, uh, the, the, the wildly successful Denton Ryan defense uh, offensive coordinator, he's got them trending in the right direction. And so now, the question for them is going to be whether or not they are able to, to kind of put it all together, that running game and defense, win those slugfests uh, against a team in, in midway that, that's probably got to figure out their own defense. Crosstown, there should be what I think is, is a terrific game, and I know they're coming off a loss to LBJ, but is, is this the first of two meetings maybe, Argyle and La Vega? I mean, I guess we'll find out in, in, in recent past that has certainly been the case. I mean, they've they've made an annual tradition. They're, they're basically meeting for the, the hundredth time in the last three years uh, in Argonne and La Vega. Now, look, La Vega's got some some questions to answer. Uh, you know, last week they played Austin LBJ, and, and they came away. The offense uh, really got stuck in neutral uh, against them. And, and you could make an argument that they haven't beaten a good team yet. You know, they've got two wins on the year, but one of them is against Katie Jordan, which is a new school out of the Houston area that's that's kind of more just kind of playing a, a, a rogue outlaw schedule. The other one is Bishop Dunn of the Dallas area, a private school that, you know, maybe is on the way back up, but has certainly been on the hard times recently. Well, now they get, in my opinion, the undisputed best team in 4A Division One in Argyle, the defending state champs who look absolutely complete. I mean, they, they are... They're a different kind of team. I don't know if they're as explosive as they were last year, uh, but what I will say is that they can run the ball exceptionally well. Uh, they have a number of outstanding defenders, uh, including Jaden Scarlett, the defensive lineman uh, who transferred in from Flower Mount Coram Deo. He's a, he's a five-star, four-star type kid off the edge. And so this is, they've got their hands full. La Vega has their hands full. Now, I will say that if they do meet twice, Remember that the script has typically followed that Argyle wins in the regular season and La Vega wins when it matters. Uh, it didn't hold last year, and obviously Argyle went on to a state championship, but you know that has been the script, and I think that, that speaks to what La Vega coach, uh, coach Don Hyde likes to do. He likes to build his program over the course of the season, but you know, look, it, it doesn't get any easier from here. After this, they, get, they go on the road to Corpus Christi Miller, and then after a week off, they open, they open district play with unbeaten Stevensville. So the road is tough here for La Vega, uh, just how much was uh, just how much did we find out last week against LBJ? We'll kind of get uh, a, a better look this week against a, a team they've become very familiar with. 
talking with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest. Greg, a couple of other games uh, I want to get your thoughts on here in our part of the world. Uh, David Woodard's West Trojans just moved in the top ten in 3A, taking on what I think is a very good Rogers football team uh, coached by Charlie Roten, and, and that game will be in Rogers. Yeah, and this is a fun game, and, and I'm – I got to be honest. I'm I'm really bullish on both of these teams. You know, West has been a team that you know we had we had I would say measured hopes for. This was a team that could uh, be on the rise. But I'll tell you, through the first three weeks, no notes, A plus, excellent stuff. What they've done. I mean, th- basically to go and and to beat uh, Lexington in the opener, then a good private school team in Tyler Grace Community, who, although they're on a bit of a skid right now, uh, and then Orange Grove is awfully impressive, and they have done it in a variety of different ways. The defense has been largely excellent, but I got to be honest, I think that this offense for West has been a lot of fun to watch. A lot of different playmakers there for David Woodard's squad that can beat you in a lot of different ways. You know, going up against a, a Rogers team, and you mentioned it. You know, Charlie Roten. This is a guy who. Is a relatively old school guy. I don't mean that in, in, in a derogatory way, but I mean nope. that he wants to establish the run. He wants to be a guy who's going to line it up and, and beat you up physically. That's one thing that they want to do. And, and furthermore, he's a guy that, that wants to win the fourth quarter and win with depth. They run that kind of pistol flex bone offense. Uh, they've got a couple of playmakers. I think that it's Ryan Dolgener, their quarterback, uh, is really starting to come into his own. I think we're in for a fun matchup. And, and one of those games that I think both teams – I believe, I don't want to speak out of turn, I believe, I think West has one more non-district out of, after this, but this is Rogers' non-district finale. This would be is a really nice tune-up for both of these teams as they get towards the end, at least, of, of, of non-district schedule against a team that I think is firmly in their weight class and a team that I think is going to be able to challenge them for 48 minutes. Uh, I got to tell our audience we don't talk about these games beforehand. I just, I'm pulling these no. games, and Greg is just ripping this information off. This is okay. Here's one more. We're going to take you down to the two A ranks, and, I, and really, this this is going to be a fun one, Greg. Fourth rank Crawford taking on Brad Talbert's Holland Hornets, who who lost on opening day, but have since beat Bosqueville and beat Waco Riker. So th- they've got a couple nice wins, and they're going to be playing in Holland. Yeah, and, and that, that, that opening week loss, by the way, I believe was to Burton. And Correct. And Burton's a team that, that's off to a really nice start, 3 0. Uh, not a lot of shame. That would have been a game that I think last week, last year, if, if we were judging off last year's Burton team, I might have been a little bit skeptical of, but it's, it's become apparent that, that Burton's got a little something cooking. You know, this is a Crawford team that I think is, is, is happy to fly under the radar, you know, this year. And, and, and I think part of it, Part of it is that they don't necessarily play that kind of sexy brand of football, to, to, so to speak. You know, this is a team that, that they're, they grind it out, man. They, they play defense, and they just kind of punch you in the mouth, stuff like that. And, and so their, their results are emphatic, but they are kind of, I don't want to say boring, but they're just like, you don't see a ton of highlights out of them. You know what I mean? They're, they're just, uh, you don't see them on, on, on high school school board lines necessarily with these incredible one-handed catches with these high-flying offenses. And I think that, that kind of keeps them under the radar a little bit. And what I think is going to be very interesting about this is that I think this is pretty clearly Crawford's biggest test of the year so far. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that you know, Holland's going to beat them, although they do, they are going to be, get them at home. But I think that for Crawford, especially considering in a couple of weeks they open up district play against Toller, who is probably, let's call them the, 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 the chief challenger to them in District 7, uh, this is an important test for them. And I think that this is that kind of ramp up that Crawford wants. And so for me, what I've got my eye on is can this defense for Crawford, which has been so outstanding, can they go out there and they, can they keep things going in that regard and, and keep that defense going against probably the best offense that they've faced 
this year. If they keep doing that and they put on that kind of show that they've put defensively the past couple of weeks, then, then it's time to start talking about Crawford in those big terms as far as what they're able to do in 2A Division One. All right, uh, give us, uh, tell us what, to, what we can read on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and, and tell us what the, some of the key games are for tonight on Bally's uh, Tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of course, TexasFootball.com, we've got you covered. If you've never seen, we have game projections for all, every Texas high school football game. There's, I think there's less than 600 this week, but, but you know, that's, that's, that's uh, you know, splitting hairs here. But you can go check out the c- c- computer projections we have for every Texas high school football game. You know, tonight on, on Valley Sports Southwest, we've got our eye on a number of games across the state, including the big showdown in, uh, in Denton as Umbla Tascacita takes on Denton Geyer in a, in a massive matchup. Shiner and Post going at it in a game that we're really excited about. They're in the 3A versus 2A clash. Uh, we got reporters all over the state. Uh, including another one at South Lake Carroll and Arlington Martin and uh, a great coaching matchup there with Riley Dodge against Bob Wager. So it's going to be a fun night, six hours of high school football coverage on Valley Sports Southwest. And a potential serenade of Craig Way's birthday. That, that's the potential on Valley's tonight. So, I mean, hey, you know, it's breathtaking. Hey, Greg, uh, appreciate your time. Let's do it again. I'm looking forward to it. All right, talk to you soon. Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Uh, over and under, does he sing or does he not sing? I don't think he's singing. I don't, you know, I, I kind of got that same feeling. I, he could hum. I mean, you know, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. All right. Anyway, it is a 517, 17 after 5, and it is time for the uh, Cowboy Update. Our Cowboy Update today is brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. If you or a loved one suffer from chronic pain, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, Dr. Ali is board-certified pain specialist. Call Dr. Ali today at 469-562-4188. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A newcomer is ready to step into a starring role Sunday at the Chargers. We'll introduce you to Terrell Basham after this. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm... Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. It's only week two, but the Cowboys are already counting on depth to make up for the absence of injured star players Sunday at the Chargers. With Demarcus Lawrence now on injured reserve with a broken foot and Randy Gregory still on the COVID list, former New York Jet pass rusher Terrell Basham steps into the spotlight as a Cowboys starter. If you think the team is feeling sorry for itself because it's already a mash unit, Basham says think again. The thing about this league is, you know, it's 100% guaranteed injury rate. That's part of the game we sign up for. The guys we got, we're confident in ourselves. 
Both starting safeties are on the injury list and may not play. And with receiver Michael Gallup and right tackle Lyle Collins unavailable, Cedric Wilson and Terrence Steele start in their places. Sunday's kickoff at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles is 325 Central. With the Cowboys, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Wake up to Wendy's and get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. Made with fresh cracked eggs and served on a hot buttery croissant that's fluffy enough to sleep on. Uh-uh, it's time to wakey-wakey. Hit the Wendy's drive through and get your bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. That's a better breakfast for just $1.99. Only at Wendy's. We got you. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Third-party delivery prices may vary. Not valid in a combo. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Skies will remain clear as we head into the overnight with a low of 70 degrees. As we wake up tomorrow, expect another day filled with mostly sunny skies and a high of 94. I have a 20% chance of pop-up showers mainly east of I-35, but I think most of us will remain relatively dry. Sunday is looking to be more or less the same as Saturday with a high of 94. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time. It is 524. Tom and Aaron, we're glad you're with us on a football Friday. Uh, coming up tomorrow, as we mentioned, it's the Bears in Kansas opening up Big 12 Conference play. Our broadcast will begin at 1230. They'll kick it just after 230. John, J.J., and Ricky with the call. Elsewhere in the league, as we mentioned, Nebraska is at Oklahoma. Virginia Tech is at West Virginia. Nevada is at Kansas State. Florida International will visit Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Rice is in Austin to take on the Longhorns. Uh, Boise State will entertain Oklahoma State. Mike check. And Iowa Mike State. <laughs> Iowa State. It works. It works, Ed. <laughs> Iowa State will be at UNLV. So there you go. That is, that's the games. There, you can tell we're at the stadium getting ready. Uh, that was the uh, referee, Mike. Uh, they had Trocum on the referee, Mike. So there you go. Uh, in, in the uh, in the newbies, the newbies, we got the newbies. UCF is, at, uh, is taking on Louisville. And that game's tonight. At 630. Uh, you have Cincinnati taking on Indiana tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And uh, let's see, uh, BYU is taking on Arizona State tomorrow night. That's a late one on ESPN, 915 for that kick tomorrow night. So did I did I get them all? Did yeah, I, I think uh, so. did, did I cover all of the uh, – well, hang on a second. We Huh? In Houston, I, I got to find – where is Houston? I missed Houston for whatever reason. I didn't mark them on my list, and I meant to mark them on my list. Do you know where Houston is playing tomorrow? I'm looking for it right now. Oh, they've got Grambling at home, and that game will kick off at 6 o'clock. So that's the Big 12 and the Big 12 newbies, and that is what is going on tomorrow in the conference. All right, it is 526, and we're going to take a second and talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been in business since 1943. The Emery's, uh, four generations of Emery's have been have been running Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, uh, garage and carport covers, in structural pipe, and a whole lot more. You see, basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. Now, they're open Monday through uh, Saturday, Monday through Friday from 7.30 until 5, and Saturdays from 8 until noon. And, uh, of course, they're open 24-7 if you want to check them out online at Pioneer Boys. Com. Pioneer Steel and Pipe in that Waco location, by the way, is 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. Stop by and see our friends at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe and, and tell John and tell Braden and the entire Emory family that we sent you by. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody is covering check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a couple of 3-0 victories for volleyball and soccer from Thursday night. We'll give you details, plus football opens Big 12 play. 
Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Join us Wednesday and hear from new track and field coach Michael Ford and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday at the new time, 7 to 8 p.m., live from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Welcome back. Baylor Volleyball, number 12 in the nation, knocked off Rice last night at the Farrell Center. 3-0 the final score with the sweep. Baylor now 4-3 and on the season. They'll host McNeese State Saturday at 2 in the Farrell Center. Meanwhile, Baylor soccer in action at Betty Lou Mays Field. They scored a 3-0 victory over Stephen F. Austin last night to run their record to 4-2-2 on the season. Soccer back in action Sunday at noon, hosting San Francisco. Baylor football leaving town today for Lawrence, Kansas. They'll play their Big 12 Conference opener tomorrow afternoon against the Jayhawks. Baylor reaches game three of the season, leading the Big 12 in total offense and in rushing offense. It's a source of pride for the offensive line, including Xavier Newman-Johnson. Um, one thing I would just say for us, man, is just, like I said, is just keeping our head down, steady working. You know, we try not to listen to the media and stuff. You know, it's rap poison. We try not to, you know, focus on last week. You know, yeah, we enjoy it the day after the game, but we know we come in on Monday. It's on to the next opponent. That's behind us. I just say from us, we just learned, like, you know, we put it on film that we can do it. So we got to continue to do it. You know, we set that bar high for ourselves, and we got our bar in our head. So we know we have to meet that bar, and if we don't, we know we got to come back in and work out. Baylor offensive guard Xavier Newman-Johnson and the Bears in action tomorrow in Lawrence against the Jayhawks. We're on the air at 1230 with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 2.30 kickoff for the Big 12 opener between Baylor and KU right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Also, Baylor Cross Country runs at the Abilene Christian Invitational tomorrow. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Lawrence and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. The Crawford Coaches Show with Greg Jacobs, brought to you by Security Bank of Crawford, Bar None Country Store, Crawford Booster Club, Benchmark Mortgage, MP Electric, and TFNB Your Bank for Life.
Coach, a good night for your team last Friday night as you moved to 3-0 on the season with a 57 to nothing victory over Axtell. Talk about your team's performance, first of all, on the offensive side of the ball. Well, I thought we really executed well uh, throughout the game. Uh, we were able to uh, minimize any mistakes that we uh, had been making. And so we were like our execution was really well. Uh, we had some uh, big plays uh, offensively from from uh, Cameron Walker and Breck Chambers, and that made a big difference going into the second half. And so we were able to try to uh, eliminate uh, one facet of the offense, basically just keep the ball on the ground and, and turn up as much clock as we could. And on the defensive side of the ball, you pitch a shutout. That's always got to be a good feeling. Yeah, it was. We went into the game, you know, trying to limit the explosive plays that uh, Axel had created the week before against Fremont. Uh, we felt like that if we could limit their explosives, then we you know, had a good opportunity to, to try to control them a little bit offensively. So uh, we were able to do that, and uh, we were fortunate. We played well. Now, this week you're on the road to take on Holland. Offensively, what do they do? Holland's a slot T team. Uh, they've they've uh, uh, really got involved heavily with this uh, with this type of offense, and they're they're very effective with it. Uh, I think they're growing each week in this offense. So a lot of misdirection, a lot of uh, power football, as we saw as we call it. Um, very very fundamental, but very effective. What about defensively? Defensively, they're an attack defense. Uh, they've always been that way. They, they play very physical. They're big and strong, and they're fast. And uh, so um, they're going to come at you uh, in a number of different ways. So we're going to have to be prepared for a, a lot of pressure. ESPN Central Texas. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. 
The one stop for your farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets. Bar None Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing, plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal House. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.com. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Drive safely as you make your way home. Our 5 o'clock hour here on a a, uh, football Friday. We're glad you're with us. And we are joined now by Kyle Yeomans from the uh, Cowboy Network. And, and, and Kyle, last week or this, this past week, actually, just another routine week in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing big going on. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's never a dull moment whenever you cover the Dallas Cowboys because it seems like, hey, Thursday night comes and goes. You you feel pretty healthy overall. Yeah, you've got Michael Gallup that's a little banged up. But going into week two, you should have the core guys, right? Uh, yeah, not so much for the Cowboys, at least this past week. Lyle Collins drops because of a suspension. Demarcus Lawrence breaks his foot. He is out six to ten weeks. Of course, Michael Gallup is now officially put on IR after uh, he looked to be like he was walking fine after the Tampa Bay game. So, yeah, uh, the dominoes started falling, and they I, I, I don't know, Tom, I'm, I'm a little scared to say that they've stopped falling for now because I, I don't really know at this point. Lawrence had uh, six tackles, a forced fumble, really played well against, against Tampa. We were talking about it earlier. You're not replacing – demarcus lawrence you're finding people to plug in in that spot mm-hmm. and randy gregory with the COVID situation you may be without your two starting rush ins i mean this is this is this is serious stuff yeah neither one of those guys are uh, absolutely replaceable uh, at any point throughout their careers and especially when you look at the numbers from demarcus lawrence i mean lawrence is a guy that a lot of the stuff that he does does not show up in the stat sheet. But then you look at the stat sheet, and he's an elite pass rusher. At the same time, that's the thing, is he does so many things well for that defense, and a lot of stuff off the field as well, on the sideline, in the locker room. He's such a leader. He's so well-liked amongst his teammates, and and a lot of guys look up to him. And and the fact that he's out for that extended period of time uh, is really such a bummer, and it really is a setback for the for the Cowboys. But then you look across, you say, hey, Randy Gregory's a guy that you feel really good about this year. He played pretty well 
against Tampa Bay. Now he had a tougher matchup, I think, coming off the left side than Demarcus Lawrence even did with with Tristan Wirfs at, at some point in that week one matchup. But uh, you feel good about what Randy Gregory does. And if he's unable to go on Saturday, which means he uh, he would be still actively on the COVID-19 list and he was not able to practice uh, in what would be tomorrow's practice would make him ineligible. You're right. You're going to have to get pressure on Justin Herbert by throwing guys like DeMarc or excuse me, uh, like Dorrance Armstrong and Azur Kabara and Bradley and Nye out there rather than your top two guys. And most of those guys got very few snaps. Some don't have any in an NFL football game. Yeah, I mentioned Azur Kamara. He has not seen any snaps, at least in a regular season football game. Now, he saw plenty of time uh, in the preseason and on Hard Knocks as well, as you saw him <laughs> on the HBO special. But uh, you, the other one is Bradley and I. I mean, this is a guy who uh, has not played a whole lot. He had 10 snaps this past week, had two defensive snaps all year last year, or I think it was six, and he had three pressures on those six snaps. But it was very limited work as a rookie out of Utah, really the most experienced guy coming off the edge that you, you have are, at least as a cowboy, is Dorrance Armstrong. You feel decent about Terrell Basham, but he's been banged up as well. He saw limited time last week in his own right, so it is a plug-and-play scenario for a lot of these edge rushers, and they're going to have to figure it out uh, and get around some of the, the offensive linemen for the Chargers that had a really nice week against Washington in week one. Kyle, you mentioned the the players that they're going to kind of plug and play as you mentioned since this happened midweek there's not much mccarthy and the coaching staff can do but that after the uh the game sunday going into the the monday matchup do you see them shopping around uh because obviously as you mentioned we we don't know how long demarcus is going to be out yeah yeah the the surgery that he had yesterday putting a it was a screw or a, a a I don't even know what it was, a rod or anything, just something in there could potentially speed up his process. But even best case scenario, no setbacks whatsoever. It would be six to seven weeks away. Wow. So I, I think it's probably more like eight weeks. You're probably going to see him after the Thanksgiving game, uh, if that's my guess. And that's based off of the broken foot that he had earlier in his career as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if they start kicking the tires a little bit because you're you're already thin because not only are you missing your top two guys, but if missing one of those guys makes you uh, at least having an abundance of pass rushers to automatically being thin at pass rushers. And hopefully Randy Gregory is back next week. You don't feel too bad about your edge rusher spot at that point because he's back and ready to go. And it's only a one week absence. Uh, however, Demarcus Lawrence, like you said, you may, have to go try and get somebody, but you really would rather have Terrell Basham or Dorrance Armstrong step up and play well because, one, I don't know how much talent is out there on the open market at the moment that would be available and willing to come in for a patch job like this. And, two, that money might be better spent elsewhere if you have problems down the road. So, Kyle, I mean, and I'm going to get you to do a lot of speculating here. Is this one where <laughs> the, the, the Cowboys, knowing what they have, at defensive end, realize, hey, we may want to keep the Chargers' offense off the field. So to do that, it, it, you you put the pressure on, on your offense with with maybe increasing the running game and, and trying to control the clock a little bit and, and try to help your defense out in that aspect? 
Yeah, I think we're going to see a significant amount of running the football more in this game. And it not only is the fact that uh, the Cowboys are now 0-8 whenever they give Zeke less than 12 carries uh, in, a, in a ball game, and that's a pretty good indication of how the, the game plan could dictate a win or a loss. But it, it is. It's true. It's a, that's an easy solve to keep your defense fresh. And whenever you are thin – on the defensive line. And it's not even just edge rusher. It's the interior as well. I mean, remember you're missing Tristan Hill. You're missing Neville Gallimore. Mm-hmm. You're mi- those are your top two, three techniques that are at the defensive tackle spot. And now you're missing Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. I think you have to do everything you can to put your defense in a situation where they're not stretched too thin, where they're not overworked and they're not uh, laboring a little bit deeper into this football game than they have in the past. Because if you're throwing the ball 58 times, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of different, a lot of possessions where that defense is going to have their hands on their hips. They're going to have to, to muster up a little extra courage and a little extra conditioning. So, so bottom line, how do you see this one going Sunday? You know, I think even with that being said, it's going to be a lot different of a game than I think the, the numbers say. The numbers say – no quarterbacks in the NFL on average, or at least per game, have thrown the football more than Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. That's, that, that's what the stats say. Since the beginning of last season, those two guys have thrown more pass attempts per game, each of them 40-plus on average, than any other quarterback in the NFL. So I think the Cowboys flip the script a little bit. I think they try and get back underway. Now you have Zach Martin back on that offensive line. Sure, you're missing Lyle Collins at the right tackle spot, but I think you feel good about running the football as long as 70 is up front. I think they're going to try and get Zeke going. I think they're going to establish uh, Pollard a little bit, both out of the backfield as a receiver and as a runner. And I think they try and keep it on the ball or keep it on the ground more and run that clock as much as possible to take one, the, the ball and the, the pressure out of Dak Prescott's hands as much as possible after throwing 58 times a week ago, but more so, to keep that defense off the field and at least limit the opportunities that Justin Herbert has a really talented second-year quarterback to make you pay. So if if the Cowboys drop the game and start 0-2, do we all start pressing on that panic button? No, I don't think so. And, and the reason why is because it's a favorable, favorable schedule coming up on the other side. I mean, of course you have – uh, the the Eagles next week in Monday Night Football. If you drop that game, maybe you can start inching toward that panic button. But you don't play a playoff team from 2020 all the way up until the Chiefs game in Week 11. So you have some time to right the ship against competition that you should beat. I think the Cowboys will go get a win this week, at least in my opinion, despite some of the, the challenges that have been thrown their way. But I really do think that if you're going to start talking about must wins, it'll come a little bit later on in the season, If even if the Cowboys drop to 0-2. All right. Uh, and for you tomorrow, you've got a, a cool assignment. You're working the Tarleton State game against South Utah on uh, ESPN, right? Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. ESPN Plus, uh, 6 p.m. kickoff tomorrow night it'll be me and, and Richard Bartell the the former Tarleton quarterback and, and Dallas Cowboys quarterback as well uh he'll be on the call as well and, and it's gonna be a lot of fun it's from Choctaw Stadium which is of course the the old Globe Life Park so it's the Rangers old ballpark that everyone grew up going to or at least those around me grew up going to at that point 
uh, watching baseball. Now it's a football venue, and so it'll be be some fun. I hope uh, hope Central Texas tunes in. Hey, have a great call to, uh, tomorrow, and uh, we look forward to, to checking that out and wish you the very best on that broadcast, and we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you talk, soon. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys Network. It is a football Friday. It's 547, and this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The Bosqueville Coaches Show with Clint Zander is brought to you by Polanski Heating and Air and Redwoods Incorporated. Bosqueville Bulldogs 1-2 and two now in the season, losing to Palmer on the road 48-37. Coach, I know you don't like to relive losses, but can you quickly recap the game for us? You know, they they did a good job of attacking some of our weak points on defense. Uh, they had a couple weeks to prepare for us. They had a really good game plan. Uh, had a couple running backs who were really fast that we had a tough time corralling. You know, overall, we... we missed some things defensively that uh, had we seen more on film, we could have been able to adjust to uh, offensively. I thought we moved the ball well at times. Uh, you know, we scored 37 points, and that's obviously better than we've been doing. So, uh, you know, we just got to get everything figured out and, and both sides of the ball on the same page, and I think we'll be okay. You mentioned a couple of weak spots on the defensive side. Where does that side need to improve? Uh, really, on, on it's kind of a personnel matchup thing that, that we've got to get better at matching our personnel with what we're asking them to do. And uh, I think we've made some changes this week that will help us with that. Well, you mentioned that Palmer had a couple of weeks to get prepared for you. You're taking on a 2-0 Riesel team that also didn't play this last week due to virus issues. So they've basically taken – an extra week to get ready to play you and they have and you know that's that's part of what we're dealing with and uh you know hopefully they hadn't got a whole lot done in two weeks but uh you know we i think we've learned as coaches from last week and and i think we'll be able to prepare and uh, make some better game time adjustments espn central texas have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish come visit with greg or scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on esther drive just off north valley mills behind applebee's restaurant redwoods incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention so please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by redwoods incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be you'll be glad you did Is your air conditioning system not exactly cooling or heating your house or office like it did when it was new? AC systems weren't built to last forever, especially in our hot and humid Central Texas climate. If your unit is over 10 years old, chances are you're on borrowed time. Polanski Heating and Air offers award-winning customer service and straightforward pricing with no hidden fees or charges. Family-owned and operated, call Polanski Heating and Air of Waco today. That's 254-218-3321 for offers and service area. 
Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Whether it's your first rodeo or your 50th, you don't want to miss out on one hot rodeo presented by AIP Energy. Come out and see professional bull riders, high-speed team events, barrel racing, mutton busting buckaroos, and much more. You're up for the rowdiest rodeo in town, the Heart of Texas Parent Rodeo, October 8th and 9th and 14th through the 16th. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We can't wait to see you there. Walk-On Sports Bistro in Waco, a place where over-the-top enthusiasm and culture is the daily norm. Come watch your game with us and enjoy mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine. Prepare fresh enough from scratch kitchen. Enjoy wings, burgers, po'boys, seafood, and alligator. And don't forget the boom-boom shrimp. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. till close. And all day Sunday, Walk-On Sports Bistro in Waco. Check us out online at locations.walk-ons.com. Walk-Ons in Waco, where everyone is treated like family. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, oh, this car, an SUV, it was, it, 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 was, it was going across, it went around, it went around the barrier and, and the train. Oh, God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, the train is still going. The train is going and the car, I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Speaking of Allen Samuels, the uh, new 2021 Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever with beautiful curves and design. The Grand Cherokee carries itself with rugged elegance. With uh, elegant interior, luxurious fabric, and premium finishes, you can drive this incredible SUV. Come see the folks at Allen Samuels in Waco. That's 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84, your friend in the car business. And if you want to check them out online, you can do so at allensamuelsdcj.com. That's allensamuelsdcj.com. And the phone number is 772-1000. Area code again, 254-772-1000. Many thanks to Ted Teague and the staff for sponsoring game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, that is going to do it for us. They, uh, many thanks to everyone who's been a part of the show, Ricky Thompson, Greg Tepper, and Kyle Yeomans for being on the show. We'll do it again on Monday at 4 o'clock. Don't forget Waco football coming your way this evening at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on the Friday Spectrum Big 12.